0: You're now listening to sound talent media check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com
1: i have paired 23 breweries from across north america from the states and canada with past guests of the podcast the vox and hops alumni to create killer collabs for their bands so there are 23 Vox and Hops, Brutal North America beers dropping uh, the last week of June from June 21st to the 25th uh, to go hand in hand with that. We have mini documentaries that are being made right now by Vox and Hops video content director, Chris Kells of The Agonist. And I'm very excited. And there's so many amazing people that are involved in this, you know, 250 people working together to create and spread the word of life, metal and craft beer. It's amazing. I'm so excited about it. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I hope you've been having a glorious week so far. I most certainly have been. Before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm asking you to rate it and write a review, because when you do that, you will help other metalheads just like yourself discover the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. And why am I saying this? It's because when people are searching for a new podcast to invest their time in, what do they do? they scroll down they read the reviews they look at the ratings if a podcast has a bunch of sick reviews which reflects their interests and things that they're into they will most likely give that podcast a chance so when you write a review you could be the one that turns someone into a future vox and hopset and that would be something that i would truly appreciate now, today's episode was recorded last week at the live interview Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. It was a blast. I hope you were there. If you were there, I'm stoked that you're listening to this episode. But if you weren't, you're in for a good fucking time. This is Vox and Hops episode number 262.
2: I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
1: What's up, everyone? This is a very special Vox and Hops episode. I'm hanging out at the Thirsty Thursday. And... Uh we're going to do a Q&A, a classic old school style Q&A where you guys and people can ask me some questions. Uh, we've been doing this for over a year now, doing Thirsty Thursday, and uh, here we are yet again hanging out on a Thursday, enjoying some craft beers. We're going to talk about life and metal too, of course, but uh, I wanted to give you guys a chance to ask me some questions as opposed to me asking people questions. So shoot me some questions and uh, I'll call upon you, raise your digital hand, and I will uh, answer these questions questions we got de vitesse go for it good sir
2: hi so uh my question is someone offers you the opportunity to make a restaurant what is the name of the restaurant and what is an example of a menu
1: hmm. very very interesting um uh restaurant obviously I don't really spout it very often, and I don't really announce it very often, but I am a vegan, uh, so it would have to be a vegan restaurant, and uh, of course we'd have to put the word brutal in there, so uh, Brutal Eats, uh, Brutal uh, brutal Eats, the first one that comes off the top of my head, and uh, we would have some killer killer burgers in there, but all with the, the vegan fake meat, uh, Or, but, but closer to not the processed stuff, the more uh, natural bean-based uh, burgers, uh, I don't necessarily enjoy all that processed because we're like, well, we're, my family's more of like a whole foods vegan type. We don't like any of the processed stuff. Uh, I don't spout that on the podcast very much, and I do drink beers with lactose because I'm a hypocrite, but uh, you can't have a craft beer podcasts and not enjoy the all of the beers although i tend to stay away from lactose beers now because i suffer the next day (laughs) because they're
2: terrible (laughs)
1: <laughs> thank you for that dan uh they do provide a beautiful mouth feel like a silkiness but uh the when it's overused and it's just so heavy in my stomach the next day i get uh, nobody wants to be around me i'll put it that way <laughs> <laughs> up next thank you for that. excellent question up next we have uh brian go for it, brian
2: hey how's it going um i was just wondering um it's kind of like a little two-part question since you're in the band and do a lot of touring and you're in front of a lot of people. Um, people come up to you recognizable famous, uh, do you get imposter syndrome still? Or did you, and how do you deal with anxiety like before shows?
1: No, I, this is, a, this is a silly, silly thing, but, but I was always that kid that wanted to be famous. It's, it's like silly to say that, but I would shovel my back deck <laughs> in the middle of winter and like imagine that people were watching me do this, which is ridiculous now that I say it out loud, but it's the, it's the truth. So, so I always aspired to be someone famous, but when I joined Cryptopsy, I was more just afraid that I wasn't going to live up to my predecessors, that I wasn't going to be doing a good enough job as a vocalist. So, so I definitely had imposter syndrome in that sense of the word, but I always strive to, to, be someone that uh, accomplished something in their life. And that's, I think, what's still, you know, very minimally motivates me today to keep pushing on and to keep trying to do stuff. Right on. I am going to be enjoying a beautiful beer from Second Baron. I've been looking forward to trying this one. This is their Dunkel. They call it a Benedict. Uh, Loving this resurgence of uh, classic brew styles. As always, uh, up next, we got The Metal Architect.
2: What's up? So my question is, as a, more of a fan, not as a artist, if you could build your like dream five band lineup, who would it be?
1: And the bands are still active. Active or non-active? Ooh, that makes it more difficult. Let, let's go for act. Let's go for active. It, it will it will make my life a little bit easier. Um, definitely Tool, Faith No More. I'll put those two together uh mike Patton would do double duties with mr bungle but not the new mr bungle mr bungle in like 1998 1999 on the the california tour that's three um i'm on this kick this this whole new metal resurgence is really hitting me hard i want to see system of a down again for some reason (laughs) i've seen them i've been watching these live videos and and They're not that good, but for some reason, I want to see them again. And then let's go with a a band that's def And Ramstein. I think that'd be a cool lineup, actually. Yeah, Tool, Faith Faith No More, 1999, Mr. Bungle. (laughs) System of a Down and Ramstein. That that would be expensive. Jorge, go for it.
0: Hey, Matt. Hi, everyone. Um, So my question is, uh, think of any musician or celebrity Dead or Alive, that you could sit and chat for half an hour, who would that be? And what beer would you bring to that, you know, meetup?
1: I would have loved to have had a chat with with Dio. I think that he would have been an excellent, excellent guest. Um, Just so... Well spoken, and so important for the the metal scene. And what beer would I have brought? I'd probably bring like an old English ale, something something as old as his soul, uh, that would uh, <laughs> that that would help you know lubricate his his glorious pipes. And it's crazy because he smoked. You know, you never imagine that some all these amazing vocalists all smoke. It baffles me. <laughs>
0: Thank you. That's a really good interview. That would be a really cool interview.
1: <laughs> I, I would love that. I would love that. Another one that I have, and it's just on the bucket list for sure, is uh, King Diamond. And the reason for that is that the, the episode artwork that I use all the time, the template, uh, when Andrew Trombley sent me uh, the example of uh, what that looked like, he used a King Diamond picture. So so, I, it's on like my bucket list things to do to, to interview King Diamond so that that full circle will happen. Who knows? One day. I, I don't know if they're releasing something new this year. I think they are actually. So there is a possibility of that. Just got to be involved with the right publicists. Right. <laughs> uh, Dan. Yeah.
2: So you, prob- you probably might have answered this before in, in another podcast, but when was the first time that you heard cryptopsy and what did you
1: think uh, my friend uh, Luke or, uh, who I went to high school with uh, was a extreme metal fan much much more than me I he I was a new metal child he quickly surpassed that and went into the the dark extremeness and living in two mountains it's a basically about a 30 35 minute train ride from downtown Montreal when the train is working so so we would often because i was practicing so much with three mile scream at the time and we'd practice four nights a week downtown montreal i would take the last train home which is the twelve thirty train at that time and i'd get home around 1 in the morning four nights a week uh, so luke was on this train and he always he was actually wearing a cryptopsy uh toque, a beanie uh cuff knit beanie and with the cryptopsy logo on it and his one of his contacts was was dyed purple because he had seen guar a few weeks before and it changed the color of his contact and i'm still friends with luke and he still listens to Mountain. so i love this so he shows me uh cryptopsy and the first thing he's like you have to hear this it's it's the the most extreme thing and they're from montreal you're gonna love it and then he shows me none so live phobophile so martin lacroix on, on vocals and i totally didn't like it i didn't get it i didn't understand it i was like what is he saying what's going on uh i appreciated the musicianship uh, of the, the the of what was going on but it was too much for me i was really much more in i guess at that point i was just i was probably super heavy into Patton and uh in in that whole vein of everything that was going on so so definitely didn't like them and and then i remembered mike marino who i had on the podcast for my birthday episode uh, talked to me about seeing cryptopsy live and talking about flow and how fast it was and his hands were like flowing and then i ended up opening for cryptopsy a few times And the first time I opened for Cryptopsy and the first time I spoke to Lord Worm was right after his set, which is a weird thing to do. And it's a bit of a Punisher thing to do, you know, an opening act coming up right after. And the guy just finished like an hour plus set. And here I am telling him how good he was and how great it was. And he just got completely naked while talking to me, which was memorable and um, definitely happened. So so (laughs) backstage at the Opera House, I totally remember that. So. That was fun. And then it took me a few more times to really grasp Cryptopsy. Uh, they asked me to join. I said no because I wanted to make it with Three Mile. And then I saw them again, and we were opening for them in Toronto for some reason. Uh, Sam Dunn was there that night from uh, Banger TV. And uh, I remember just watching and being like, this is amazing. I could do this. I totally get this. I could totally do this. And that's how I ended up you know, making up my mind to call back flow somewhat. Awesome. So
2: that's pretty great yeah um i i get it like you know coming from your background and then hearing that for the first time right i, I can see the, the contrast there i don't know for myself i the first thing I've, I've ever heard was slit your guts and i thought it was so over the top and it still is but yeah it was uh that was my introduction but anyways yeah cool. I, Thanks,
1: I, man. I love love playing slit your guts because there's like four vocal parts and the rest is just the band yeah great great song (laughs) in the same way that flo loves putting worship your demons on because it lasts for a minute and a bit it's like no we played 13 songs yeah but one of them was one minute long but
2: (laughs) that's awesome that's your beer drinking song i guess is what it is so no i
1: I headbang the whole time it's it's really it's awesome excellent it's awesome cool thank you (laughs) thank you dan uh pete
2: hope you're all doing well um Matt, I got a question for you. Vox and Hop's running a little over two years now, right? That's correct. So in that two years, has there been any sort of like surprise or challenge that totally blindsided you um, while running the podcast, setting up the community, or interviewing anyone?
1: Uh, I'm hitting that wall right now, and uh, I just want to talk about this beer first, because I talked about what it was, but I didn't really talk about it. It's sweet. It's uh, not too sweet. It's ultra-crushable 5%. I believe uh, Senken Baron's Um I'm loving this european style of brews that are just coming over here and second bottle can do it all from the haze that it stouts to these killer slightly sweet malty uh, caramel awesome um it's i'm hitting that point right now i'm basically on the verge of a burnout i'm really working Extremely long hours all the all the time, <laughs> so so i'm I'm stoked at the way that everything's going, and brutal North America is amazing, and the podcast is doing quite well. I'm comfortable with the amount of episodes that I'm releasing I'm comfortable uh, hanging out I'm not hanging out on the discord as much as I wish that I could It's something that has been slipping through the cracks uh communicating with all of you. I try to hang out on the Facebook uh, as much as possible, uh but finding enough time to actually enjoy my life is, is becoming a challenge. So we're, we're at the point where we're trying to organize, um, stepping back, taking, cause I don't want to take a break is the issue. I, I like the momentum of where things are going. I just want things to keep moving and heading forward. I, I'm in, I've stopped booking interviews cause it, I was, it was just ridiculous. I am basically booking people would hit me up to be on the podcast and I would say I'm available at the end of August which is four months away, which is absolutely ridiculous. And you can't do that to an artist. So I'm at the point where I'm just saying I'm no longer booking right now. I'm going to start booking again at the end of July. So, so that's one thing that's nice. I've, uh, taken and organized interview days. I only do interviews now on Thursdays and Saturdays. And then I have specific days where I record my intros and I have specific days where I do my social media. Uh, social media is a lot. It takes a lot of my time. It's, uh, worthwhile, but it's, it's very time consuming. So I'm trying to streamline everything and make it work. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a lot of work and, and that's the biggest challenge is finding enough time to, uh, sleep, uh, take care of my two kids and actually spend quality time with them. That isn't me being grumpy cause I'm doing a bunch of work. Uh, brutal North America is amazing, but It's a lot of work and uh, I'm excited for everything to happen and everything that is happening. I'm grateful for everything that's happening, but I'm going to need a break and I'm going to have to organize that break at some point, which doesn't mean no episodes, though, because I don't want to stop.
2: That's understandable. Grinding for two (laughs) years straight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the the past, I think since Sober February, I sort of work like project to project with the podcast. So at the end of Sober February is when I came up with the idea for Bruno North America, which I don't think I really announced, I've announced it to you guys, but because this is going to be an episode, I'll announce it right now. I have paired 23 breweries from across North America, from the States and Canada, with past guests of the podcast, the Vox & Hops alumni, such as Pete from Hath, uh, to create killer collabs for their bands. So there are 23 Vox & Hops Brutal North America beers dropping... Uh, The last week of June, from June 21st to the 25th, uh, to go hand-in-hand with that, we have mini-documentaries that are being made right now by Vox and Hops' video content director, who is Chris Kells of The Agonist. Um, He is up to his neck with a whole bunch of work as well, Uh, but uh, it's good work, it's fun work, and I'm very excited, and there's so many, so many amazing people that are involved in this, you know, 250 people working together to create and spread the word of life, metal, and craft beer. It's amazing. I'm so excited about it.
2: Happy to be a part of it.
1: I'm so stoked. I can't wait until we can announce what your beer is. and uh, Belgian and, <laughs> Belgian Jasper.
2: Well, uh, for, first of all, Matt, um, given your previous answer, sorry for all my questions that I send you all the time. Oh, uh, no, no. Uh, offline. <laughs> um, I, I have a very serious technical question. Uh, what's it like? To uh, be uh, known by a lot of people as the guy with the prettiest hair in death metal, and then as a follow-up question, what routines do you have to go through to keep it that way?
1: I oh, see now. Now that that is something that has gone on the back burner, and this is a true story uh, on tour, and typically before the podcast was just all encompassing and taking up so much, you know. And then the podcast is one thing, and, and I'm really trying to branch up vox and hops into different things at this moment we're trying to diversify is a lot me and jess are having a lot of conversations about that we have the vox and hops community we have the podcast um, we're thinking of you know the tour next year so we're trying to spread all that out so so my hair has really just gone out the window I brush my hair honestly once every two to three weeks at this point but it takes me an hour <laughs> and I did it yesterday and the funny part is, is that it won't stand up and stay in the Bun, properly when it's freshly brushed, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, but yes, I miss. Being on stage and headbanging and having the use of my hair, I always wanted to have long hair. And I remember the reason that I wanted to have long hair was Tom Petty, uh, the video, what was his big hit back in the 90s? And he was wearing his top hat. It was it was a big hit. And and there was the video and he had like shoulder length, longish hair. And I don't remember what year that came out of, but I remember seeing him being like, I want long hair. And, and that was, you know, it took me many years till I finally grew it out. But uh, I can't cut it. Because if we do go back on the road, people expect me to be the guy with the hair. It's sort of a stupid thing, but it's become a part of my identity. I don't care about it right now, but I'll care about it when I'm on stage. We got Steph.
2: Good question. Since you are now uh, pretty much drowning into new beers that you have to taste and and a lot of love freebies that you get and you know we're buying a lot of a lot of microbrews um, to review and also to enjoy. Do you actually have the time to drink any other alcohol or as soon as you're out of the, um, the reviewing and the photo shoot and everything, you're just like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want, you know, drink wine while I eat or I don't want to like vodka, soda or whatever. Like, do you actually drink alcohol, other type of alcohol and outside the, you know, posting and everything?
1: Jessica would love it if we got back into wine because we used to drink wine a lot. But the thing is that I, I only drink on, I try to only drink on certain days to to keep like a bit of an order to my life. Um. So... It ends up becoming too much, so we have the bottle of wine, but I, I still end up reviewing two, three beers, and then the next day really sucks. Imperial's
2: and wines don't really make No, but in no, my it's... mind they do.
1: It's like I have to have the stout at the end of my drinking <laughs> night. I have to. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I have to. But even you know all the stuff that I get, and I'm very honored that it keeps happening every week. I'm like, oh, it's done. It's it's. I I have no brewery that wants me to try their stuff this week and then every week there's something. So it's, it's exciting, but there's times that I go to La Canette and I buy beer and I'm like, this is for me. I'm just going to drink this beer and I'm going to enjoy it <laughs> and I'm going to drink it too fast or, and not take notes, not because I don't untapped. Right. And this beer is for me. So <laughs> that, that happens sometimes too.
2: I, I can tell you that even when untapped, I, Forget to put notes. I just tagged them just like, oh wait, what was that beer again?
1: Uh. <laughs> I'm pretty good at remembering what beers I've had though. <laughs> That's an innate talent. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Philip, do you this?
2: I was thinking about this because you were talking about wine. Have you ever thought about putting Jess in front of the spotlight and doing a Vox and wine? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: like Vox no. and wine
1: <laughs> that would be like more like power metal would be really funny Vox and wine <laughs> that would be my show with with Sebastian Bach no offense to jazz
2: <laughs> yeah that could be so fun like just just re-invite Sebastian Bach and do a Vox and wine <laughs> 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 that could be so fun. <laughs> no, I was thinking about that because you were thinking about like di- diversifying. So I was thinking maybe try experiment on their stuff like you're doing right now with uh, the mini docs and the reviews.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I was thinking mm-hmm. about that because you were talking about wine. So
1: I'm loving the reviews, by the way. I I, I really think it's a it's a very cool uh, add on to to the podcast because I kept forgetting to do my album of the week there's there's so many things going on that i i would forget to do it so i'm happy and you guys are so so involved the five of you that keep sending me uh reviews it's like oh i have to start posting two a week because these guys are super motivated i love it (laughs) (laughs) and the, the album choices are great and i've been getting hit up by the uh I should send you guys these screenshots by the by the labels that have been putting it out and the band saying how grateful they are and stoked that we're covering them. So let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. People are noticing. And I think it's it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Hey, what's up, Fox and Hops? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right. I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxenhops.com summer, and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhops.com summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. Jorge. Uh,
0: So another question, Matt. Um, We, we, well, we just saw, and I'm super thankful and happy about it. We just saw a reissue of, you know, the Vox and Oberhoffs beer, which is an amazing beer, by the way. Thank you. And uh, I I wish I could live in Montreal every time that thing, you know, comes out and goes, you know, hit the stores. Um, and also, I mean, you just collaborated also with the Black IPA right, recently. So, what's uh, what's in the in the short term future? Are you thinking of doing more collaborations? Coming up with uh, Vox in Overhops uh, version two? Another another brew there in the plans? Uh,
1: there has been whisperings of actually making that a permanent standing feature for them. Oh, Steph has a good one right there. Yeah, Brutal Juice. Uh, I'm excited about that one. That that is a very, very cool beer that just worked. You know, these, the thing about collabs is that you can pitch a collab, but it has to be right. It has to be the right fit. It has to be the right moment. It has to be the right idea. It has to have the right concept, the right name. Uh, I got rid, a bunch of people hit me up saying, how did you do this? How did you get that? And I said, I just asked them. But I didn't just ask them like, let's do a collab. It's like, here is an idea here is something that will sell. And and then people get excited about that. With Overhop, it was just a, a simple text to Patty saying, I got my two-year anniversary coming up. Can you make me a beer? And she said, yes, let's do it. And she actually pushed the Reddish, which was supposed to come out at that time, to, to Vox and Overhops. And the name just happened. The artwork just happened. It's uh, their, their artist, Valter, uh, is amazing. He just took some of the elements from the Box and Hops that existed and just created that it's it's impeccable, it's perfect. So I didn't just like, yes, let's use that. Uh, black IPA. Uh, they sent me the can art. They said we have something with like Metallica in the works, and I was like, be careful, Metallica likes to sue. And then they sent me, then they sent me the can art, and I was like, oh, that's cool, and I like Black IPAs, and there's not enough on the market. Um, I can definitely jump onto that and push it. So I just dropped in and we filmed that promo thing for it. And I got to meet Bruno for the first time and he was super cool. So, so I'm excited about all of my three babies that came out in one week. Uh, would I have had them all come out in one week if I was up to it? If I was in control of it, I definitely would have not. I would have definitely spaced them out so that I could promote them a little bit. But uh, new things coming up. There is a new uh, collab. collab. is a three-way collab coming out for the three-year anniversary of Vox and Hops that's already been brewed, which means it's going to sit in something for a little while so that it can get some some age to it. And it's very, very, very cool, and it's a mammoth project once again. Once I get through Brutal North America, I'm going to jump and start getting this one to go. Uh, The name of the beer is called Ale of the Fathers, and that's all I'll say about it. And there is going to be multiple versions of it. It's going to be it's going to be a collector's item for metalheads and a beer that craft beer drinkers are going to want. So, so it's going to be multiple hype. I think it's a cool idea. And then, of course, there is Brutal North America, where there is twenty-three Vox and Hops collabs coming out <laughs> shortly, with a bunch of really cool breweries, metal breweries, and uh, awesome. I just met somebody. I had I have one involved where I haven't met a single person. You know, it's it's insane the the amount of uh, kinship and connectivity and uh you know everyone wanted this to work everyone wanted to help out so so that they you know email chains to introduce me to people uh this guy is super into it but it turns out that he's a contract brewer so he had to get uh, a host brewery to actually brew the beer so he hit up this one guy and we pitched it to them that didn't work he went to another one It didn't work and then finally we got one to work very exciting
0: Cool. that's really cool thank you
1: Awesome. Uh, Jerry Monk, the metal architect. I think we did this before, but I'm not
2: sure. If you can describe yourself as a beer, what would it be? Like, what would you be?
1: It depends on the time, right? But uh, I think that it's really hard. I'm so into the hazies. I guess I'm a hazy. I, I love the sweet juiciness of it. I can't help but just have another and another. So I guess I would be that. But uh, I'd have to think about that one a bit more. That's a hard. That's a hard one. I, I, I'm multi yeah. and I love every style of beer. And I, you know, in the morning I'm one one beer, and when I'm at work I'm another one. And right now, right now I'm, I'm <laughs> deeply involved with this this dunkel from 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 Battle. <laughs>
2: yeah, it looks nice. Uh, like, there's some uh, some breweries like that that are doing like old-school German styles here in Texas.
1: so It's really cool. It's tasty. It's It's got that dry caramel bite. <clears throat> Love it. Alfonso. <laughs> hey, everyone. Hey, Matt. Uh,
2: when when Philip asked you about wine and vox and wine, uh, I, I thought about bretonomyces and, and wild ales and this kind of mixed fermentation. Uh, my question is,
1: are you into this kind of beers, wild ales or uh, lambic? Did you when you when you was when you were in you guys with cryptos here
2: were in Belgium did you guys taste lambics or something like that and what is your opinion about these beers? Uh
1: I love all styles of beer. I there's hardly a beer that I dislike. Uh I do love lambics. They 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 are definitely an acquired taste because they're so damn tart but I've had the pleasure of playing Belgian bunch, and, and people bringing out some stuff and enjoying it. That's probably where I had the first one. Uh, right before the pandemic hit, I went to a Derek's house, who's a local craft beer blogger. Uh, friends, uh, Noah from Beerism was there, Craig from BAOS was there, and we did a 13 blind lambic taste, taste test. It was ridiculous. It was in, t- insanely hard. I knew nothing about the beer, so it was very difficult, and I did not do very well at all, but I enjoyed it. It was a good experience. And there's definitely some stuff coming up here in Quebec that's exciting on the wild, uh, uh, wild fermentation side of things. We'll see where it keeps going. They got, I don't feel like anyone's really like mastered it yet. So, so to the cancion type of experience. Uh, up next, we have West Coast Cherry.
2: Yeah, I just thought of this. You probably said it before, but when on tour, what's the most watched like movie and or TV show on the
1: bus. <laughs> this is from Cannibal Corpse Tour with Obituary. Obituary only watched Family Feud with, uh, who's that host? Not the newer. Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey, yes. And so so now whenever we're on tour after that tour which was in 2016 we also try to watch it a lot i think and there was this one time that no we were so excited What are these these robot wars you know when 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 you build a robot and then you face them off what's that called
2: i think that's what it's called
1: (laughs) (laughs) rebel bots Um, battle bots battle bots so we had a day i think we were in philadelphia and it was a marathon and man were we excited we were super into that and then it never played again so disappointed yeah, but those... uh, I've
2: actually I've been on Family Feud.
1: No, you haven't.
2: I have, and I don't know if I'm going to say the episode or anything, but it, it's out there on the YouTube
1: with Steve Harvey.
2: Uh, not with Steve Harvey. It was with um John o, John O'Reilly, I mean, not John O'Reilly, John O'Hurley. John O'Hurley okay. he was on Seinfeld before. Yeah.
1: How how was your experience?
2: We did not win, <laughs> but it was uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: Very. cool. Where were you standing in yeah. the line?
2: I was second. It was like it was my mom, me, two of my aunts and my cousins.
1: Really? That's yeah. awesome. See now we, we got very <laughs> Let's stop recording. Let's talk let's let, I definitely want to see <laughs> Uh, Emily and Dave.
2: Yeah, uh you you said before,
0: you said just earlier that there's like hardly a beer you don't like. And it's true we've heard you praise like almost every beer that you've had in all the thirsty Thursdays you've done. So like, I think we're not going to let you weasel out of it. Like what's your (laughs) unpopular opinion? Like what is either a beer style, a brewery, or like an approach to brewing that like people seem to be into that, like you just can't get with.
1: Well, I don't like seltzers, but we've talked about that before. That's
0: not really, that's weaseling out. No, you have to commit (laughs) to a beer
1: that's you're not beer
2: beautiful. that's not beer
1: I'm switching gears I'm going to um,
0: yeah you're still evading the question with your non-alcoholic <clears throat> beer <laughs>
1: uh Raoul Bucks double double this is 100% galaxy how the hell they got galaxy I don't know apparently Galaxy's sold out all over the fucking place but they got galaxy 8.4% uh shout out to uh, PA the best rep in Quebec he really is just super cool and listen to his podcast the IPA podcast check it out people it smells amazing uh, up next who wants to ask one last question let's wrap this up and then we can just have fun
2: um since you're mr uh when in doubt uh stout uh what are your um favorite stout adjunct
1: easy, so, easy.
2: Ba- basically you know like be- you can go like milk style and stuff like that, but like just generally or any, anything as you want in a stout.
1: My favorite my favorite beer, if I had to, and I've told Jean-François Gravel in an email communication that we just had together, is Pêché Mortel. I said, it is my desert island beer. It is a horrible, horrible desert island beer choice, but a coffee bourbon age stout it's the best with good coffee. I
2: believe it's a good desert island because you know, if you're going to get <laughs> one last beer, then
1: it's the only beer you can drink and you're on a desert island and you're just suffering from, from dehydration and slamming a 9.5% coffee bourbon barrel aged stout. It's, it sounds perfect, but honestly, that's, that's my favorite. Coffee, bourbon, it, you can't go wrong. It's, it's just seriously my favorite.
2: And what would be the third one? Those are three things. So if if, if you had to have a third thing, not necessarily in the same beer, but like the third junk, that would be,
1: oh yeah, I'm going to take... Coconut in doesn't bother me too much. That'd be a cool actually version, a, a coffee, coconut, bourbon, peixe martel. They haven't done that yet.
2: I don't think they did a coconut. <laughs> no,
1: or if they have, I think they have, but it was a low ABV version.
2: No, it was mixed with some fruit. Uh, maybe. I maybe. don't know. A couple of years ago uh-huh. in the olden time when you could go to the bar and get it directly for Pichet <laughs> Day.
1: Soon, Steph. Soon, Steph. <laughs> Uh, thank you all for, for, for hanging out with me for a moment. We're going to keep hanging out, but uh, I'm stoked that we got to do a short Q&A session where you guys can pitch me some questions for once, as opposed to me asking other people questions. Make a bunch of noise uh, so that uh, we can ring out the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to keep hanging out, but not with all of you listening. You should have been here. You should come next time to Thursday Thursday Live interview. Make some noise.
2: Woo! <whistles> Woo! Eu sei que ela
1: Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. I had such a blast at this Thirsty Thursday hang. It's seriously one of my favorite things to do. Uh, The gang is amazing. The amount of amazing humans that I've met thanks to Thirsty Thursdays is simply incredible. If you didn't make it to this Thirsty Thursday, you should definitely come to the next one because it's always a blast. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You could do that on my website, voxenhops.com. that's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com, and when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I have dropped throughout that past week, if I have been a guest on someone else's podcast, all the info for any crazy cool projects I have in the works, as well as the updated links to the live interview Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hangs, and the links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is curated by my man Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, and is available on both Spotify and Apple Music. Please do me a favor and sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal podcast mailing list, because I don't want you to miss a single thing. The Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. I have one more episode coming at you tomorrow, but until then, remember to enjoy life, metal and craft beer. Cheers Vox and Hops heads.
2: Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musician's Guild Podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network.